0: welcome to spiritual sisters collective rule and real with me your host lisa williams where we're going to talk about spirituality mental health and well-being and so much more let's get on with today's show and today we have another beautiful spiritual sister in the house please do introduce yourself hello so i'm keely um thank you so much for having me on it's lovely to have you here. So, tell everyone a little bit more about you. So, I'm a mum to three um, Lewis, who's 11, Zach, who's nine,
1: and our little whirlwind miracle, Madison Genevieve, who is two and a half now. Well, she's three at Christmas. And um, so, she's, um, she wasn't meant to be here. So, she is a bit of a miracle, but she's also. A whirlwind, the whole beaver stage of having boys and then having a little girl as well, but she also has autism um, and is non-verbal. So it's a whole new kettle of fish compared to what it was with the boys. So it's um it's been a learning curve, but mm-hmm. like I say, she's um she's our little miracle. So it is what it is, and we just to be fair, she's sort of like she's made me grow and mm. appreciate things more and yeah. I've I've learned to be more patient and be more accommodating and things like that so she's taught me so much and she's pushed me on my journey a lot more I think so yeah she's a a monkey but a a pleasant
0: one. I was going to say that our children do that right they do push us out of our comfort zones and teach us so much um, that we didn't know about ourselves um so uh, do you um, socialise with other parents who have children with additional needs?
1: Um, so yeah, so I run a animal therapy and um, mindfulness classes. So we mm-hmm. do toddler and infant sessions, we do homemade sessions, and then we do open sessions as well as like one-to-one. So um, that all started actually because of Madison Genevieve. She was born just before lockdown, and obviously i had a really tough time and um, with my health and then my mental health and then she was born and then we were thrown into the pandemic and it was we had this amazing farm with all these animals that we was obviously appreciating and getting so much from that just helps me with my mental health and obviously Mads was nonverbal; she wasn't walking she wasn't doing anything but you could see the joy from the animals and um, my middle one's a bit of a wild child and he's the first one to be on the stable roofs and climbing a tree and making a dance and the benefit that they got from the animals and from being outdoors and having that open space that was safe to run it. It was a bit like, well, we'll open this up and try and see if it works for other people and if other people want to come. And it was a bit of one of those things, oh, we'll try and how it goes. And then it just spiraled. I'd been blogging about the farming mother and the naughty antics of the animals. And, <laughs> and it just, it grown and grown and grown. And we was officially um, put yesterday as a community interest company which means we can now apply for bigger funding to be able that we can sponsor people's sessions. We've been getting some private sponsors to be able to help us people who couldn't afford that additional therapy or time with the animals rather than being put on medication or confined to, just feeling like they have to conform to society. And there's so many children that suffer with their mental health and trying to fit in in the schools that that's why i started the home ed session because there's so many children that need to learn in their own unique style and i can adapt to that in small numbers and bring out the best in them but obviously not everybody can afford to pay for sessions obviously as much as i love giving things away for free i also have to charge for some of the sessions so that i can pay to feed the animals and keep doing what i do and um, i don't take away from it it just literally pays to keep doing what we're doing and yeah now being a community interest company then people can receive funding to come and do things with us and it also means that places like the doctors and community health visitors and things who instead of prescribing someone with medication mm-hmm. when well, it might be that they need the social aspect or they need some time with animals for the therapy or to be around people that understand rather than being put on medication or they might have tried talking therapies that didn't work for them and they prefer to be out in nature needs of mindfulness they can be prescribed sessions with us now so yeah so it's a massive achievement because I've had had such a battle getting it to where I wanted it to be and we've literally in the last two months up sticks and moved it all from North Yorkshire down to Cornwall so hoping for some nicer weather Um, (laughs) and and it just means that I can reach more people and support them because it's not just the children or the individuals with the additional needs that need the support, it's their family members as well. Me from first hand, I do so much mindfulness and meditation and that's from my own personal experience of being at rock bottom and having to find the things to get me back to where I needed to be. Um, But with Mad, she can really, really test it. And sometimes you can be at the end of your tummy, you can be crying, you can be upset, you can be bloody broken. And there's not many people that understand now. Before I had MAD, I I was one of those that you may have judged slightly or not intentionally or looked and said, oh, that child was being naughty or that child's having a bit of a meltdown or they should deal with it. And it's hard work. It's exhausting. It's draining. And some days you just do everything you can to get through the day. And you just want sometimes to be able to just sit with a cup of tea and let them play where you know they're safe, which is what we offer at the farm. The parents can bring the children they can get involved and do things with them or they can sit and take some time for themselves and I have so much mindfulness material things, stuff available for them, they can sit with just a brew, can have a chat, can ask them how they're feeling because a lot of the time it's they're forgotten and they just feel they feel lost and alone and unless you're in that situation or you've been in that situation you don't know how lonely it can be. You can have all the support in the world but if you're if you're helping support someone twenty four seven, it's it's emotionally draining as much as it is physically, and you can just feel as much as you love the children to pieces. You can just feel like you just consumed by it sometimes, and it's hard. And we all have days like that. I have days where I feel like what what am meant to do, especially when. If my son, one of her meltdowns, and she's been really full on, like I say, she's non-verbal, so it's a lot of sounds, repetitive sounds, she'll screech and it's a process of elimination to find out what she wants. and yeah. um, she didn't understand no, she didn't understand yes, and those kind of things. So it's hard. And I think providing that space for the parents to go as much as the children that they can open up and things, and it also it provides support for. We don't have to have learning difficulties. There's so many children that are suffering with like depression and anxiety and stuff that they're just told to just get on with it. And that's not, we're not in the 1940s anymore. We've got so many resources at our fingertips that we can help and support them. And obviously, people like yourself that are an ambassador for mental health, mm-hmm. it's, it's us speaking out and standing up and saying, Yeah, it's okay to feel like that, mm-hmm. and it's okay to ask for help, and that way. The more we do, the more people reach out rather than suffering in silence and feel like they have to hide how they're feeling because that doesn't help anyone, let alone the person that's feeling that way. So it's yeah. getting hundred
0: I love the fact that you were on about like the GP referrals because this is something I'm really passionate about. I'm not anti-medication because there's a place for it for, for certain people at certain times of their lives. But it's just too quick there needs to be a way of exploring different things and I adore the fact that you've brought animals into it, nature being outside in the outdoors and this all came about from your daughter so even though you're you know you're going through those difficult times, I love that you've used kind of what you've been through to support others and I think a lot of us do that right like on our journey a lot of healers light workers it's because we've hit our rock bottom we understand what it feels like it gives us that compassion and you've certainly got that compassion and that drive to support others and I think it's really important again the community side of things for parents because we shouldn't have to do it alone right? We shouldn't have to do it alone. And I think just to know that someone else is going through something similar can just give us that that support in our darker times. So you've, you said there, you, you moved from Yorkshire and you're now in Cornwall. Yep. How did all of that come about then?
1: <laughs> so as I mentioned, we had the farm in North Yorkshire and um, mm. I'd been a beauty therapist for going on 10 years. I had my own salon Um, I had the farm, I was doing the farming sessions, doing all the baking. I had the shop, I was extremely busy. Um, But like I said, when I was pregnant with MAD, um, I already had endometriosis. Um, The common misconception is that it's supposed to get better when you're pregnant. I was already at the point where I was due to have a hysterectomy. um, And I found out I was pregnant with Madison Genevieve, so I shouldn't have been able to have any more. Um, And I wasn't even 30. I was really, really poorly. Um found out I was pregnant and they told me I was going to lose her because I was bleeding constantly. Um, they told me the best option would be to get rid of her. But obviously, she was my little miracle. I shouldn't have be been able to have any more. She was there. So I ended up bed with them for most of the pregnancy. I was in hospital four, five times, six times a week, being scanned three, four times a week because the kept on saying I was going to lose her. Um, I, was, I was so was so The pain was horrendous. Obviously, I couldn't take anything because obviously, when you're pregnant, you can't. So it was literally, I'd gone from self-medicating to taking, I was drinking quite a lot, taking medication, trying to keep the pain at bay so I could keep the businesses going. Um, and I was one of those that just got on with it. I was like, it'll be fine. Um, but obviously when you're pregnant, you can't do any of those things. And the pain just consumed me. I got into such a dark place. I felt like a bad mom for the older boys because I wasn't there. I couldn't pick them up. I couldn't go do things. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do the animals. Um, so I felt bad for them, and it was the fact that I was putting my energy into keeping this little girl alive when I had two boys that still needed me, and I couldn't get out of that that dark hole. I was punishing myself. I was making myself feel worse. and um, I couldn't sleep. I'd be sat out at two, three o'clock in the morning, just talking to the horses, and even then, the therapy and just being around the animals just kept me going. And if it hadn't been the fact that I obviously was carrying mad, I was in such a dark place that I probably wouldn't have made it through. Um, but then they brought her early, um, and I had a massive hemorrhage to the point where they couldn't even move me to theatre. They had other people working on me, and I had to have blood transfusions. And they told um, my husband that I wasn't coming out. And um, thank God that they did their job. And but I'd had, I'd had a feeling before that, and I'd wrote a letter of if this happens letter, and something had told me that I needed to write it. Obviously, I didn't know that something was gonna happen, and it was at that point that, obviously, once I'd come around, I was still very poorly, but it was, I've got this second chance, and it's, it's one of those things, PTSD, it's, it's an awful thing. I had this, I had this beautiful little girl, and and now, although although I had the pain was horrendous that I had, and obviously it was worse because of then the, the giving birth and everything, I could then take pain relief to keep the pain manageable, so I could do things. And I should have been happy. I had this beautiful little girl. I've made it, but I just could not get past that dark, dark hole. And obviously we was then put into a pandemic so i had her at christmas time we'd caught then what was COVID, but obviously no one knew it was COVID. the boys were really pulling was phone and um, and it was it was horrendous time then we were thrown into i couldn't go back to work couldn't open the business up and um, and i was stuck at the farm 24 7 with two two boys that i had to homeschool a newborn baby all these animals to do in pain that i could barely stand most days but I had to get on because I had to look after the kids. And I'd, I'd find myself sat in the bathroom with the tap running so I could cry or taking them for a long walk. When we was allowed to go for a walk so that they could ride the bikes off in front so I could just cry. And I just could not get past it. I spoke to the doctors and they were like, oh, you're on all this pain relief, you're on this, you're on that. We'll give you some more antidepressants. And I'm crying. When you phone the doctors, you have to explain your life story to the receptionist. And one, they're not—they're not there to deal with that. They're there to book you in. Oh, okay, next <laughs> the dog. And um, but I just poured my heart out, and it took so long. And it was, we will we'll give you some medication and this that, and then we'll give you some more um antidepressants. But all they did is they made me feel numb to the little bit of joy that I was cleaning out. It wasn't taking away the darkness. It wasn't taking, and I wasn't. I got to a point where someone will always take care of my children that have the dad that have the grandparents and I was at a point where I didn't want to live anymore I'd had enough I felt I felt so so low um and I was introduced to mindfulness and making And little by little by little I used the crystals I used the mindfulness and I did a little bit every day and it's not a quick fix and you still have times where it sets you back I'll have days now where sometimes I don't feel amazing but I have those tools in my toolkit that you could have been down for months or weeks you might be down for a few hours or even just moments and it's just taking it minute by minute and building yourself back up and that's where I flipped my business on the head I'd had enough of pampering people because they had the money to feel good and this that, and I'm other and I studied more into mindfulness I did my mental health awareness courses I did my it, and once I'd got myself to a point where I was strong enough I then wanted to help other people so obviously we had the farm for helping people with the animal therapy and stuff and then I flipped the rest of the business on the head and went into self-care and mentoring people to help them with their mindset and their mental health and teach people that self-care isn't just having your nails and it's about taking time and looking after yourself as well and your mindset and really getting down to what's wrong and journaling and obviously you know yourself working with the universe and cards and the whole spiritual side and then then it comes the whole thing of the well, should I be doing this and question yourself on what will people think and you get to a point then where you just think bugger it this is me and this is what I do and that's where Madison Genevieve's taught me a lot and that's where it's come from that she don't care if someone thinks that she, she's she was running around the star the other week and she was have it wasn't a meltdown it was a happy enjoyment and we were seeing quite a posh little country star and she was screeching with excitement because she was running around the aisles and she was she was so happy and there was looking and I felt like I had to say oh she's she's just excited the covenant and I was like she doesn't care what they think she is as long as she's happy and she is Being herself, then that's who it is. And that's what she's taught me so much of. And so now I teach people and myself, I I remind myself, like, you just stand in your own uniqueness and just shine your light. Because the more you stand and be yourself Mm -hmm. and show that it's okay to show the spiritual side and work on your mindset and this, the more, although people don't need it, it gives them the permission to stand up and go, Yeah, this is me as well. I think you did the post the other day about spiritual sisters and. I think it was the awesome one saying about people bringing their witchy self out and that and this time last year I didn't really know many spiritual people and it's just been such a whirlwind of the last 12 months of I've done two and a half years of working on my mindset and I've done a year of stepping out and being like yeah I, I read cards and I like playing with crystals and I do this and I bring it all in and people have ranger sessions with me and stuff like that and it's doing the retreats of your book and come and do it and teach them that it's okay to be them and say that they need time for themselves and
0: stuff so yeah it's bringing it all into support and help everyone. I love what you said about because it's so true when you said about we don't need to give other women permission but sometimes I think women feel that they need permission to be themselves and I, I feel as a spiritual mentor if I'm if that's part of my sole purpose to bring that out of women because when we step into our truth and we come out whether it be spiritual witchy whatever you want to label yourself as you will find your people but what people get fearful of is losing people and the truth is you will okay. and you you will definitely once you start to speak your truth and own who you truly are the people who And they're usually the people you didn't think you would lose, but they tend to fall away. Um, And you have to be open and surrender to that sometimes because it's going to happen. But I love what you said as well about using the crystals and these different healing modalities as tools. Because once you've had depression or you've had anxiety and you've experienced those darkness, um, that darkness, it doesn't go away, right? It's not just gone but for me, even my reaction to things, so where is something would have really triggered me and upset me for a very, very long period of time? Does it still upset me? Yes. Do I get angry? A hundred percent. But I move on so much quicker. I mean, literally probably it could be minutes, most hours, but beforehand it would be months and months and months. So if someone had said something horrible to me, I would have let it fester. So it's so right. These mindfulness moments, you bringing in these crystals, oils, anything that you want to use, it just supports you in in getting through things a little bit quicker. So, what is um, the future plans for Keeley? So yeah, it's helping people understand
1: that you're best off being the best version of yourself rather than a poor version of someone else. And okay. um, so just standing in your unique self and just. Helping people embrace that. So, obviously, we've got now got the CIC for the Farming Mother. So, I can spread that far and wide we can offer more workshops. I have the Soul Revival, which I have just launched the membership for. Um, which also, I have the retreats now. I've been wanting to do the retreats for so long. Um, obviously, North Yorkshire weather is a little bit bleak. <laughs> obviously, you'll know what it's like down in Wales as well. Mm-hmm. We now have so much better. I'm, I'm in a dress. It's awesome. I'm in a dress. Okay with sandals on and no 10 layers of coats, so the common weather's so much better. Um, And I've got the retreats next year, so I've got three, one in April, one in June, and one in September, and obviously yourself is gonna come and guest speak for me, which is gonna be amazing. And it's just getting women to come and step into their power and empower themselves and know that it's, it's okay to take time for them. You're not putting yourself first, you're putting yourself on the same level. That you put everyone else on, and you you've got to look after yourself, else you can't help anyone. And it's just empowering them to do that and just embracing it. So the more that I can help women to do that is my mission to help them and help, like I say, people with learning difficulties and autism and everything like that, or just people that just don't want to conform to society. And there might it might be just a child that. Or adult that doesn't have any learning difficulties or anything else but they can't sit still in the class or Mm -hmm. they can't they don't want to be in a room full of people at a normal play group where it's shouty and hustle and bustle they want to be outdoors in nature and stuff but it's embracing them and teaching people that your clothes wash it's (laughs) it's okay to get dirty and be covered in mud and spot sheep poo and <laughs> everything else we've had a little girl today that's been pointing out every drop in that the sheep's an hour ago and it's just it's embracing them that that's nature and it's fine to be out there and enjoy it there's so much more to discover outside which you can be mindful without even thinking you're being mindful just stopping and taking a moment so it's just getting those things into people's everyday life to help them
0: 100%. I always ask my guests a random question at the end of um, each episode. I never know what it's going to be. I'm just listening and observing what you're saying. And I think because we've had quite a few women on here who've got children with additional needs. What would your tip be for anyone who is just about maybe to give birth to someone who they maybe they know that has got an additional need or they don't know and they, they're dealing with a newborn? um that they find out that they have additional needs. What would your tip be for a mum to another mum?
1: Be kind to yourself. Every emotion that you feel is completely valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of it is your fault. None of it, none of it is anything that you have done. They are just uniquely themselves and embrace their uniqueness and their their traits. If if their things being Madison generally her things water. So she'll empty the dog bowls over so she can splash in the water. But up until being just over two, she wouldn't even go near water. She wouldn't walk outside. She wouldn't do anything. And you'd think I was murdering her in the shower. Um, So find the things that they love and that they enjoy and use that to work with with them to their advantage. So don't don't force them to... if they don't want to speak, you don't have to force them to speak. There's other ways of communicating. If if they want to play with water, let them play with water. Find different ways of incorporating. So, if they really like the water, then find different ways of using shapes and things to move differently. It's just playing to their unique traits that you can embrace them and support them that way. Don't make them conform and ask for help. There is always help out there. It might be hard to find it through doctors or like, healthcare and things like that but there is so many communities and so many women that have been through things themselves that are willing to speak out and talk to you because they know what it's like they might have felt alone until we found someone else mm-hmm. and the more that we share and help people and empower the people the more that people will speak
0: out and ask for help rather than suffering silence. 100% communities where it's at right in all of life business and parenthood and all of the things it's been an absolute pleasure having you Thank here you so much for me. I'm really excited to see you know you blossom and flourish with your business and you're doing an incredible job and um, so that's just coming from one mama to another you're absolutely incredible you're so inspirational and um, I'll speak to you soon thank you very much and before you go today do come and check out what it is that i do over at spiritual sisters collective you'll find me on facebook i've got a community group and a page you'll also find me over at instagram at lisa williams spiritual mentor and you can also check out my website at spiritual sisters collective.vipmembervault.com speak to you soon